0: Good morning, sunshine. Good morning. Um, just uh, bear with us today. We're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I'll kind of explain it as we're kind of going along. Um, but to start off, we're going to have a couple songs. We'll do a normal scripture and prayer. And then Dave is going to come up here and give the first part of his lesson this morning. So um, just bear with us. Um, in the first part of the lesson, we'll also uh, be serving the bread for communion. Um, so just bear with us, and we'll, we'll try this out. Um, before I get started as well, you can see I got these new fancy glasses here. If you remember from the last time, I couldn't, couldn't see the screen up there. But, you know, I was thinking to myself, I don't want to get up here and uh, talk about my eyes or glasses too much or I'll turn into Jamie Riley, So <laughs> That's the last I'll speak about that. You can let me know how sophisticated I look after church. So How great thou art. Oh, Lord, my God. When I in awesome wonder
1: consider all my soul.
0: scripture reading today will be from Mark 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life for ransom for many.
2: Morning. Will you stand with me as we pray, please? Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now and we're thankful for the opportunity to uh, to be here as your church. We ask you help us to, um, to worship in the way that is uh, accepting to you and help us to um, set the things aside of uh, this past week and the week that's coming and focus on you, um, Father, as we are offering uh, praise to you. And Father, we know that um, you are definitely worthy of of the praise that we have father that um you're awesome and you're holy and father we uh, we know that Uh, we don't understand it as well as we should but we ask that you help us to um, to understand it better as we uh, as we learn more about you and as we look in your word father we ask that um, you give us understanding of your word Uh, help us to um, be about looking into it and seeing what you've left for us to learn about you and the things that you would have us do father um, just help us to become holy as you call us to be like you father we thank you for all the blessings that you give us um, every day father that uh, that we overlook the small things and the the things that we uh, also the things that we see very plainly that it's that there's no other explanation other than than it is you uh, looking out for us and making provision for us as being uh, your people and, and your children. Father and we thank you for that. Father, we ask that um, that you look down on our congregation, the folks that, that are yours, uh, father and extend your healing hand to them. We have a number um, in our congregation, father that need uh, need you and we ask that that you look into those situations and address them as only you can. Father, I ask that you go with us through the remainder of this service. Help us to, um, to have a good and an open heart toward you. Father, I ask that, that uh, you help us to be thankful for Jesus. Help us to, be, uh, to remember him and that, Father, you wanted us back so badly that, uh, that you sent him, Father, that he was part of your plan all along. Uh, To set things right so that we had access um, back to you. Father, thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. You can be seated.
3: I am so very glad to be standing in front of you today. Uh, Wednesday night I was starting to suffer from a cold. Friday night, I was a mess, I mean, I had a really bad cold. But God has taken care of that and God has allowed me to uh, get my voice back and to be able to talk to you this morning about Memorial. As uh, they kind of alluded to, we're gonna do kind of a special service this morning talking about Memorial Day and about the memorial that we as Christians celebrate every week Um, this whole service is going to be centered around the Lord's Supper Uh, that's why we're that's why I'm up here now so I'm going to talk about the sacrifice of Jesus then I'm going to talk about the blood of Jesus and then I'm going to kind of put it all together at the end so uh, I hope everybody's got what the parts are in this so uh, bear with us Memorial Day, on Memorial Day, we remember, honor those who have served our country. And that's a very special time and it's, it's people who should be very important to us. But there's a memorial that's, that's even closer to us and that's the memorial of uh, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Memorial, what is memorial? Memorial is something designed to preserve the memory of a person, event, as a monument or a holiday. And that's what we're celebrating as as Memorial Day, as a holiday. But we're also celebrating a memorial this morning that Christ died for our sins and died on the cross to cleanse us of those sins. So when we think of memorials, what do we think of? We think of statues. We think of gravestones. We think of veterans memorial walls but the Bible itself is just full of memorials because God knew that that we would need memorials to remember things that he thinks are important so Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites one from each tribe and said to them go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you in the future when your children ask, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. This was the crossing of Israel into the Promised Land. Of course, they came up to the Jordan River the first time, and they'd spied out the land, and and they said, we can't take this land. There's giants in there. So God sent them to uh, wander in the desert for 40 years. This is the second time that they came up to the Jordan River, and this time they said, we can do it. And so God allowed them to cross on dry land across into the promised land. This memorial that he set up was 12 stones, one for each of the tribes of Israel, and they set it up as a memorial, and he said, when your children ask, what do these stones mean? What does this memorial mean? And they said, it's a tribute, it's a remember the power of God cutting off the Jordan River to let us walk through on dry land. It was designed to remind the people of the power of God that he was able to to stop the flow of the river in order for them to cross over. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The Lord's Supper is a memorial. It's a remembrance. It's a time for us to remember what Christ did and the sacrifice he made for us to remind us of that sacrifice, to remind us of the blood of the cleansing that he gave on the cross. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Before we repented, before we changed, before we wanted Christ, Christ wanted us. Christ gave of himself and made this sacrifice before we were even aware of him before we knew that we needed him while we were yet sinners christ died for us so the first part of the lord's supper is the body of christ so what is sacrifice now this is just a very literal definition of sacrifice the offering of an animal plant or human life Or of some material possession to a deity, as in propitiation, the act of appeasing or reconciling, or homage, the act of honoring. And this is just from dictionary.com. But I found another definition that I liked a lot better. An act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Now let's think about that a minute. An act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Why did God, you know, I've thought about this a lot, and I don't know that I have a good answer for it. Why did God require sacrifice in the Old Testament? I think one answer might be to help his people understand what is important and what is worthy. When they sacrificed less than the best, God criticized his people, Israels, many times, for giving less than their best. They would, they would take blemished animals and give them to God. And, and he criticized them. He said, "When they sacrificed less than best, what does that say about the importance of God? You know We say, the act of giving us up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important." So when we give less than our best, when we give less than we could in our sacrifice, what value does that place on God? So as we continue to think about that, what about Christ's sacrifice, the sacrifice he made on the cross for us? He gave something valued, the Son of God, something very highly valued for something more important or worthy, that's us. God considered us worthy to give the sacrifice of his son something very valued for us. That makes us the more important or the worthy. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when the priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. God and Jesus thought that we were worthy to be set apart, that we were worthy of that sacrifice of his son. By one sacrifice, he made us perfect. Now, when we think of perfect, I think in this case we need to think of clean in the sight of God that sacrifice cleaned us so that we can be in the presence of God and that we can be set apart, that we can be holy, that we can be set apart for his work, for his purposes. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. What do we value? Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow as in his steps. What do we value? Well, I think most of all, we value our life. So in our sacrifice, we're going to take something that we value, our life, and give that up for something more important or worthy, which would be Christ. What do we value? We value our life. What is more important? Jesus and God. But how do we follow in his steps? How do we follow up with that sacrifice? We take up our cross daily and follow in his steps and do his well. We need to give up something valued, our life, for something more important, Jesus and God. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. The sacrifices in the Old Testament were dead animals, animals that had been slaughtered. God wants us. He doesn't want dead animals from us. He doesn't want anything like that he wants us he wants a living sacrifice do we consider following in his steps important we give up our life we give up something valued in place of something for something that's more important or worthy do we consider following in his steps worthy do we think of following in his steps, giving that living sacrifice as being more important. We need to remember the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross, and that's what we're remembering when we take of the bread. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you've given us Jesus as the sacrifice for our sins. Lord, we pray that you will help us to set aside the other things that are in our minds right now and pray, Lord, that you will help us to to make the sacrifice that you ask, to give up our lives as a living sacrifice as something valued for you and Jesus being something more important. We pray, Lord, you will help us remember this as we take of this bread.
0: Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing?
1: How are you washed
4: in the blood of the
1: Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace? Oh.
0: scripture, um, and then followed by um, the memorial for the wine. We gather here in Jesus' name,
1: His love is burning in our hearts like living flame, for through the loving Son, the Father. Oh
2: Leviticus chapter 17, verses 13 and 14. Any Israelite or any foreigner residing among you who hunts any animal or bird that may be eaten must drain out the blood and cover it with earth, because the life of every creature is its blood. That is why I have said to the Israelites, you must not eat the blood of any creature, because the life of every creature is its blood. Anyone who eats it must be cut off.
3: So the second part of the Lord's Supper is the remembrance of the blood of Christ. So when we think about the blood, what is important about blood? Well, as, as he just read, Leviticus 17 says the life is in the blood. We're not to eat the blood, but this is a remembrance of the blood of Christ. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people, he took the blood of calves together with water, scarlet wool, and and branches of hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll and all the people. He said, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you to keep. In the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle and everything used in its ceremonies. In fact... The law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. How do you get the blood of a creature? How do you get at that blood? Well, you sacrifice it. You kill it, and you sacrifice it. So something valued... Is this sacrifice, is this blood, something valued to get something more important, which is cleansing? So without blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So the sacrifice of Jesus, his blood as he died, was something very valuable because that was his life. That was the life of Jesus. And he gave that blood, he shed that blood for something more important, which was our cleansing, the cleansing of our souls. If we claim we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, This blood of Jesus that he shed on the cross for us purifies. It makes us pure so that we can stand before God. It cleanses us of our sins. It takes away our sins again so that we can stand in the presence of God because God cannot be in the the same presence as sin. It takes away our sins. It makes us white as snow. All of these things are things that we see in the Bible. It purifies us from all unrighteousness. I thought I had another scripture in there, but it's not there. So I'll just read it. In Exodus chapter 12, verses 7 and 8, then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. That's Exodus chapter 12, verses 7 and 8. And then in Exodus chapter 12, verses 11, this is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. This, of course, is the Passover where uh, Israel was in Egypt, and this was the last of the ten plagues on Egypt to get them out of, of Egypt. So God had said, I'm going to send the death angel to take every firstborn of every household, of animals, every firstborn is going to die. But you, Israel, you take a lamb to sacrifice that lamb and put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel of your houses, and the death angel will know to pass over those houses because I'm going to save you. The death angel had come to take the firstborn, but the blood of the lamb on the doorpost had the death angel pass over those people. In other words, they were saved by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus' blood saves us from our sins. Jesus' blood cleanses us and makes us pure. Jesus' blood allows us to be a part with God. So as we think about the blood of Christ, as we think about that sacrifice of blood that Christ made on the cross, let's remember the blood. Let's remember that blood sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you so much for the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us. We thank you, Lord, that that he sacrificed on the cross and gave his blood that we could be purified, that we could come to you and stand before you clean and washed white as snow before you. Lord, we thank you for that blood, and we pray, Lord, that you'll always help us to remember the blood that Christ shed and remember his sacrifice for us. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.
0: If you would please stand with me. We'll use this song to uh, send the kids off to children's Bible time this morning. There's a fountain
1: free tis for you and me. Let us haste, oh haste to its grave. the fountain i no.
0: third part of his lesson. third scripture this morning is Matthew chapter 6, verses 2 through 4. Matthew 6, 2 through 4. When you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret,
5: will reward you.
3: The third part of this lesson is talking about giving to God. Now, giving the the giving the taking up, up of collection is not part of the Lord's Supper. It's, it never has been, but it's a convenient time. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 2, uh, Paul said to take up a collection every first day of the week to. To support those who need and so that it wouldn't be anything needed when I come. Okay, so he said every first day of the week do this and so we don't pass plates but we have the boxes out in the the back where we put uh, our contribution in so giving is not part of the Lord's Supper but it's something we're instructed to do every week but we don't often talk about giving so It says, uh, the Bible says, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do we give? Why do we give? I mean, you know, we know it's to support the church, to support missionaries, da-da-da-da. But why do we give? Giving is also a sacrifice, It's giving something of value, it could be money, it could be time, it could be talents, it could be any number of things. Giving something of value for something more important, which is God and Jesus. So we are to give as we've been blessed, and and we as a nation and we as a people and each one of us we know have been greatly blessed. This is a memorial to God. Giving is a memorial to God. It's to remember that all we have doesn't belong to us, but we're just using it. God wants us to remember that what we have, what we've been given, is not ours. We give back because we remember that God gave so much to us. will a mere mortal rob god yet you rob me but you ask how are we robbing you in tithes and offerings you are under a curse your whole nation because you are robbing me bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord almighty and see if i will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. In the Old Testament, they were commanded to give a tenth of everything they had. That was what was called the tithe. But that does not include all the sacrifices they made in the the temple, The, 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 the fellowship offerings, the sin offerings, all the different offerings that they made in the temple. So some people estimate that they gave about a third of what they had to God. But the point is, and the point that he's saying here in Malachi, is you cannot outgive God. The more you give, the more you're blessed. The more you give, the more you're blessed. The more you give, the more you're blessed. Because when you give, he gives back. And I've found that to be absolutely true in my life. How much are we giving? Now, that's totally up to you. It's totally your choice. But one thing I want you to think about, and, and this could be looked at several different ways, but when we give, when we put a contribution into the collection here, what are we giving to? Well, a certain part of that goes to light and heat and air conditioning to make us comfortable here in, in the building uh, it's certain part of that goes to hiring a preacher certain part of that goes to paying all the bills of the church is that part of what we give is that giving to God or is that giving to us it's just something to think about it could be looked at several different ways because the church building is also a place where we invite people to come in where we Uh, where we introduce people to Christ. So, yes, the building is for God, but it's also for us, too. So as we think about how much we give, let's think about how much we're giving back to ourselves and how much we're giving to God. And maybe we could stretch ourselves a little bit and give a little bit more. That's what God would really like, because God says, you give to me, I'll give it right back to you. So let's think about that as we continue our worship.
0: You know, I was thinking about, I I shouldn't be so hard on Jamie all the time, but uh, he's really encouraged me over the years. I was thinking about how um, we need to uh, have them in our thoughts and our prayers as they're, I think they're still in Honduras, I believe. Uh, yeah, some shaking of heads, yes. Um, so make sure we're uh, praying for our team in Honduras. I'm sure they're doing great things. Um, I was kind of thinking about how, um, you know, Jamie was after me for several years right after high school to start leading singing. And, you know, I might do a song here or there at church camp, but I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Well, for some reason, the first time that he ever got me to actually lead singing, we were at a uh, church in Mateo in Honduras. And this church. I don't know, maybe 100 to 150 people, Um, not many of them that speak English, Uh, and he told me I I think I had to lead four or five songs, and when I got in the center of the stage, just like right here, our group of people uh, that went with us, the only ones that could sing any of the songs that I knew were all the way in the back left, (laughs) and it was one of the weirdest, maybe nerve-wracking experiences I've ever had, but... Jamie really encouraged me to step up and actually do that. And you know I've been able to sing here with you guys. And I may not be the best. And I definitely uh, appreciate you guys uh, singing out with me. But um, I was just thinking about that while they're in Honduras. Make sure um, for their safety and their encouragement and their light be shined through them uh, while we're there as well. So we'll have another song here. And then Dave's going to wrap us up with some um, uh, closing comments um, and an invitation song. Um, we'll get the same role. I am resolved, no, no longer to linger,
1: charmed by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have blurred my sight. I will hasten to him, hasten so glad.
3: of this service, what does this all mean? What what does it mean with the sacrifice, with what we're doing and with giving to God and that sacrifice? Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Messiah. We crucified Jesus. Our sin Crucified Jesus it was not some far away thing that happened. It was our sin That crucified Jesus God has made this Jesus whom we crucified both Lord and Christ the word Lord here is the Greek kurios, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but When I read that it says he to whom a person or things belongs like a master and servant relationship <clears throat> not the master and slave relationship not we don't think slavery like what but master and servant someone who serves the master so the lord here the lord and messiah is he who to whom a person or thing belong so we belong to Christ whom we crucified he has made both lord master of our lives and messiah <clears throat> savior person who saves but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to god the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in jesus christ our lord god's gift through the sacrifice of jesus is first of all to be set free from sin Sin no longer binds us. It's holiness being set apart to God and eternal life. These are the things that the sacrifices that Jesus made, these are the things (coughs) that it benefits us. These are the things that come to us. Paul says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do, Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you, unless, of course, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that you have not failed the test. We need to examine ourselves. The whole idea of the communion is to examine our lives, to examine our sacrifice, to look at Jesus' sacrifice, to look at the example that he made as a sacrifice, And to examine ourselves and see if our sacrifice meets up with that have you accepted God's sacrifice for you have you accepted that God has done this for you and have you given back to God your life as a living sacrifice as we read earlier Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who's hung on a pole he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to abraham might come to the gentiles through christ jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the holy spirit christ redeemed us he exchanged us him for us now the idea of redemption is is a little foreign to us but some of you are old enough, like me, to remember uh, going to the store and buying stuff and getting stamps. Anybody remember stamps, re- redemption centers? Yeah, some, some of you remember that. They've been gone for a long time. But what happened was you went to the store, and you would buy groceries, and they would give you stamps based on how many uh, of those... Um, how many dollars worth you bought and you'd put those books in a stamp and then those stamps in a book and then you'd take them to the redemption center which was in the corner of the store and you'd change those books for stuff for merchandise so that's the idea of redemption i want to tell you a story that that i just love this story i probably told it before Uh, but i love this story of redemption there was a little boy and this little boy, he made a boat. I mean, he worked on this boat day after day. He carved it. He painted it. He made a little sail for it. And he just loved this little boat that he's made. Well, he said, i got to take this boat and, and try it out. So he went to this creek, and he put the boat on the creek. And he was playing with it, but it kind of got away from him. You know, it got into the current, got away from him, and... The boat went away on on the creek in the current, and he lost his little boat. Weeks later, he was walking through through the town, and there was a pawn shop there, and he saw in the window of the pawn shop, he looked, and he couldn't believe it. It was his little boat sitting there in the window of the pawn shop. So he went in, and he bought the boat. And as he came out of the story, he looked at the boat, and he said, You're twice mine. I made you, and I bought you back. That is the idea of redemption. God made us, and he bought us back through the death of Christ. So as we think about the Lord's Supper, this is our memorial to God. Christ redeemed us. He made us, and he brought us back through his blood. Do we live in the shadow of the cross? Do we remember each day, not just just on Sunday when we do communion, but each day, do we live our lives in the shadow of the cross? Do we live our lives remembering that Jesus died on the cross for us? Do we remember and appreciate his sacrifice for us? Do we remember that he made that sacrifice? Do we continue to walk in the blood of Christ as we live our lives? And are we presenting our bodies and our lives as a living sacrifice back to God? That's what the communion is all about is a giving back. So this morning, I hope that you have taken a deeper meaning, have taken a deeper look at the communion and thought more about the sacrifice of God. But that sacrifice of God does nothing for us if we don't put on Christ in baptism. We put on Christ when we decide, I need that Relationship that Christ gives us. I need that saving that His blood provides us. I need that sacrifice. So, when we decide we need that, we put on Christ in baptism. We get baptized into His death, His burial, and then His resurrection. So, this morning, If you're here and you need to become a Christian, you need to accept that gift, that sacrifice that Christ made for you. You can come and do that this morning. One of the elders will baptize you into Christ. And you can take that sacrifice as your own. If you need the prayers of the congregation, if you're having a rough patch and you need the congregation to pray for you, you can also come now as we stand and sing.
6: I'm in the way, the bright and shining way. I'm in the glory land way.
1: Telling the world that Jesus is today. Yes, I'm in the glory land Yeah.
5: that way as well. Jared, I'm gonna get my Walmart glasses out here. Uh, hope you received a bulletin on your way in this morning. Uh, it is full of information. I'll highlight a few things here. Uh, first of all, Dave, thank you so much for your lessons. Really appreciate that very good lesson. Made us think about sacrifice. And with that said, I'll would, I would challenge all of you uh, this morning. I didn't ask if it was okay if I did this, but it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. So uh, take a look at that article in the front of the bulletin. Uh, thanks, Tammy, for putting the, those articles in there. I, I, uh, when I know I'm up for announcements, I get online on Saturday night and look through the bulletin so I don't forget anything, which I usually do anyway. But uh, that that article there is really good, and I I, I encourage you to, to look at that. Uh, on our prayer list, uh, keep all those folks uh, in our prayers there on the left. Uh, only updates I really know about is that uh, Pat Picklesimer, this is Kelly Sparks' mother, she had a surgery this week, and they're waiting on some results there to see uh, see what needs to be done there. So so keep uh, her and her family in your prayers. And Debbie Razor is home now, uh, I was told. So is there any other updates on the folks there on our prayer list? i tell you what I knew about. We do have an, an addition to that. Uh, Glenn Earnhardt, this is uh, Nikki Creel's uncle. He's in the hospital with a mass in his colon and internal bleeding. A pretty serious condition there and they're, they're trying to get him stabilized and, and find out what's going on there and, and get, a, get a plan of action there for him. So if you would, add Glenn Earnhardt to your prayer list as well. Uh, there's a lot going on there. Next Sunday is the Deacon Pancake Breakfast. So mark your calendar for that. Uh, VBS is coming up just in a couple weeks. It'll be here. And back in the back, there's a cookie sign-up sheet. We always need lots of cookies for that and a fresh fruit sign-up sheet. And we also have VBS T-shirts for $15 each. So if you would like a T-shirt, there's a sign-up sheet for that back there too. And I know they could use some more help, as always. So if you're you're interested in helping out, uh, get with Brittany on that. Uh, Church camp will be coming up uh, July the 9th. So can we still sign up for that? Maybe. I got one of these. Maybe. So it may be full. I think I saw something that the whole summer's filled up at camp. So Sunshine Week is coming up soon. And the day camp will be July 10th through the 13th. And it says there we still need three or four more adults helping with that? Is that correct, okay. So that's coming up too. And the free sale will be July 29th. And I don't know if, how much you're aware of that, but that's always a big turnout. There is people come from the community, the whole area show up for that, so uh, if you'd like to help out with that, we're starting to collect things now. Uh, the item for uh, Midwestern this month is paper plates, and there's also a Red Cross blood drive here at Sunshine uh, August 15th. And I want to congratulate all of our graduates again. Is there graduation today? It's graduation today, I think there've already been a couple, so congratulations to all those young people we're we're proud of you and uh, look forward to what god's going to be doing in your in your future anything else i know i'm forgetting something oh keep our honduras team in your prayers as well as uh jared mentioned this morning and jamie called sean's phone while we were standing back there this morning and so i got to talk to him too i don't know who's paying that long distance bill but but Sean talked to him, and I talked to him, and he said everything's going good, appreciate all the prayers, keep them coming, they're uh, working on some houses there, and if you follow Honduras online, uh, there's a little article about what they did this, the past couple of days since they've been there, some of the work they've been doing, so we're we're proud of those guys as well. So Anything else needs to be mentioned? One more thing, I'm not going to read this to you, but on the back of the bulletin is a wonderful article too, I encourage you to read that one as well. It's something we talk about here from time to time. I'm just going to read the title of it. It says, Christian Mothers with Young Children, Don't Give Up. You're doing God's will. You're doing God's work raising those kids. And if you come here, and as this article says, if you get nothing out of being here, you're planting seeds in those little ones. You're, you're raising them right, and uh, it'll, it'll pay off in the long run. So, Anything else? Okay. If you would, stand with me, and we will have a closing prayer, and enjoy your afternoon. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this wonderful day you bless us with. Lord, we thank you for each and every blessing. And we know that all good things come for you, Lord, and we want to thank you and praise you for that. Lord, thank you for each and every person that's here this morning. Those who might be watching online, thank you for this family. Help us follow to to grow in love for you and for each other. Help us to be the light you've called us to be in, in our homes, our families, our community, Lord. Pray that we can live out the life that you've called us to lord i pray for all those on our prayer list uh, the ones we mentioned here this morning lord i pray that you would give a special blessing to them heal and comfort them bless the caregivers lord i pray for a, for a healing and comfort that their their families can feel your presence with them lord we thank you for all the answered prayers lord that you have answered we can look around this uh, this room and we see folks that we know has uh, has had prayers answered lord we just want to thank you and praise you for that Lord, I ask that you would forgive us when we fall short. Help us to uh, keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Help us remember that sacrifice that we were studying this morning, Lord, and help us to uh, be living sacrifices for you. Lord, help us to just love you more and love each other more. Go with us this day, and we thank you most of all for your son Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.